1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Oh, yeah. Guess what? Hey! Figured it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Our music expert, our, our uh, tenacious music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? Well, I'm a we're little good. flustered by this whole phone business, but... Yeah, I, I was thinking we were going to have to exhume Alexander Graham Bell to give you guys a hand. Oh, he would be so lost if you put him in front of his invention now. <laughs> Any, anything. <laughs> yeah, this you, is could anything you like... Trying, could you imagine trying to explain apps to him? <laughs> the only thing they have in, con- uh, in common is the concept. Right. You talk over there, I'll talk over here, we'll hear each other over a device. Exactly. Yeah. The other right. stuff so was... It's grown a long way from the tin cannon strength. Can you no, imagine trying it. to explain a satellite to him? Well, it's up in space. The signal is shot up And there. this has what to do with the phone? Uh, anyway, I'll, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Although you got to wonder, you know, guys like him and Da Vinci and these guys who were visionaries they, and Edison, they'd probably get it. Cause they, they had to have some... They you know, Jules Verne would understand satellites and the internet. They had to have some part of their brain that was open to, uh, you know, fantastic futures. Right. Sure. You know, Doc Brown thought he got it in, <laughs> in Back to the Future. Of course. He would have to be good looking <laughs> because of all the nuclear wars. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Fiction. Fiction. So anyway, all right. On to music news. I don't know why, but whenever I see somebody like David Crosby has passed away, who... That dude lived hard, Gary. Oh, yeah. He lived hard, and he made it to 81. They had to replace the liver once. I was going to say, I don't think if you were going to pick rock stars who would make it into their 80s, he would not have been top of the list. No, absolutely not. But any, still, when you see it pop on the news and you see David Crosby on the, on the CBS Evening News, you go, oh, no. And you just go, oh, it's always like, oh, really? But then you hear he's 81, and you think about his lifestyle for a second, you go, that was a good run. That was a good 81 for yeah. David. Longer longer than we expected. Certainly lived out a, a measure of days uh, without questions. It was very weird uh, yesterday in the afternoon because the initial announcement was made by a publicity firm nobody had ever heard about. And when you tried to contact them, you know, the phone number didn't go through and the emails were bouncing back. So it had the feel of a hoax for a couple of hours until everybody was able to ascertain that, no, this this was, in fact, true. David Crives to be his past from a, you know, from a long illness, which he had not, I mean, we all knew his health was not great, but he had not really alluded to being sick. You know, he had a new album out as recently as last year and was performing live and really didn't talk about it, so... You know, they haven't said what the illness was, only that it was long. I mean, you know, you could look at it and say, well, yeah, he's had a long illness since sometime in the late 1960s or early 70s uh, with how hard he drove himself. But, but yeah, he, that's a, it's a career, you know. It's, it's funny, this, is, this, is remind, this January is reminding me of what was it, 2016. We had Bowie and then in short order, Glenn Fry. And a lot of people all at once, just last week it was Jeff Beck and Lisa Marie Presley, uh, Robbie Bachman, you know, and now and now here David Crosby. An interesting comment, you know, interesting, very gracious comments from former bandmates who David Crosby was extremely estranged from. 
you know, Graham Nash, in fact, had, had you know, said it's over, he's done. Graham and Nash they, is the is probably the nicest guy in the rock and roll music industry, wouldn't you say? He certainly can be. Yeah. Um, um, but if you see if you see his pissed off side, then oh, you see, okay. oh, this is a scrapper. Um, but Stephen Stills posted a message saying that he and Crosby had come to peace, uh, which was nice to read because uh, there, there was a real schism uh, between the other three, you know, Stills, Nash, and Neil Young, and Crosby. I mean, these guys stopped talking to him, wanted nothing to do with him, and re- really had isolated him. So at least if one of them had made some degree of peace, that's nice. But no one's been unkind to him in... Oh, no. No, there have been great testimonials. You know, Brian Wilson uh, posted something very nice. David Gilmore posted a nice photo from Pink Floyd because Crosby and Nash sang on his last two solo albums. It's funny, as I was putting pieces together, I I knew this and forgotten about it, but Crosby sang on Hold My Hand, the Hootie and the Blowfish single. Probably the biggest thing he was involved in, even with all this... Hall of Fame caliber stuff he did with CSN, CSNY, The Birds. You know, the biggest selling thing he was probably involved with was Hootie and the Blowfish. Well, he sang with everybody. Phil Collins, Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt. I mean, he was and around James, for so James, Yeah, James Taylor. Just like forever. Gilmore. Yeah. Well, he was, you know, he and, he and Nash, a lot of this was done with Graham Nash. And, you know, if, if artists, other artists wanted a particular kind of harmony, you know, they were the go-to guys. They were the first thing you thought of. And they were amenable to doing all this stuff. So where does he rank in your charts of how great they were, David Crosby, um, the impact? Certainly, certainly, you know, if not Mount Rushmore, then like, you know, just around the bend. Um, he was a great, you know, tremendous singer, as we know. Uh, great songwriter, very interesting and intriguing songwriter, challenging uh, you know, because he brought into, whereas, you know, even Neil, Neil Young can be challenging and very experimental, but for the most part, he's made very accessible music. Crosby, you know, when you think about things like Deja Vu, uh, Guinevere, these were, these were not, you know, triad, these were not run-of-the-mill pop or, or rock songs. You know, he brought in a lot of different influences, jazz especially, and really created some interesting pieces of music that you had to listen to a few times but if if you hung with it you really heard something special and each time you'd listen to some of these songs he did you know there was something new to hear and then of course he could write you know very straightforward you know i think of something like delta or you know long time gone yeah there's there's just a a big body of work there but there's no denying he was difficult to work with he could be I don't know about to work, to work with. with. I think to maybe to with? coexist with in a <laughs> band, <laughs> he could be difficult to work with. You know, everybody I've t- I've spoken to, including you know Stills, Nash, and Young, said, "Yeah, when the light came on and Crosby started singing, you know, it was magic." And can... and he would do what it you know he would do what it took to make make a song fully realized. I can think of two David Crosby quotes: one, Ted Nugent bitching about not getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And David Crosby said, write better songs. And mm. then his quote about the Eagles was, they always wanted to be us. Right. Oh, yeah, he was not one to mince words, you know, certainly. And, you know, very, you know, obviously a political, social, climate activist. Uh, again, not one to, to mince words about anything. 
But I do think that when it came to the music and it came to making the music, he, from all appearances and, you know, from others I've spoken with and, and talking to Crosby, too, you know, a good team player, you know, somebody who got into a studio and really wanted to make a song everything it could be. Brian and I came across him one time in Pittsburgh. Oh, all on a plane. On a plane. On a plane. We're, yeah. Or wait, it was New York to Pittsburgh. That's where we are going. He got off in Pittsburgh. Uh, nothing unusual happened. He sat in a seat. Could see him the whole time. I think he was sitting next to, this is the really weird part. I think he was sitting next to Jack Palance. Jack Palance was on the flight. He was on the same plane. Jack Palance looked, he was. That would fit. Crosby, Palance, Nash and Young. That that has a ring to it. (laughs) Go ahead and tell him the Jack Palance part. Jack Palance was, uh, let's see, we were walking by him. He was sleeping in his chair. In his seat on the plane. He looked dead. (laughs) He looked dead. Yeah, that was scary. He didn't get out of his uh, chair to do some push-ups. In the no, he could have. It was right in that time period where yeah. he could have if he'd have wanted to. Yeah, but David Crosby, Jack Palance, and the two of us were and on Bob that flight. Yes. There's a, there's a quartet. <laughs> and just uh, to throw the uh, the rest of the, the group in there, Graham Nash, his son was on Homestead Rescue with Marty yep. Rainey. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He had a homestead in Hawaii that was being washed away by all the water going by, and Marty Rainey saved his his homestead. Graham Nash's son. Do you yeah. look like Graham Nash? I couldn't tell you. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, did you know this, Gary? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I never saw the episode. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm going to look for that one today on the app. Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. that's out there. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, what else is uh, going on on our schedule here today well we have lots of stuff i mean i think they're a very exciting announcement of uh of harley fest uh for july july 13th through 16th with uh green day and foo fighters all they have to do is get over the elton john bar just be better than the elton john that's not a hard one from what i understand that's not a hard one right but yeah i don't i honestly gary i i don't know if the the harley guys are probably over it but i think the city is still smarting a little bit (laughs) from that because it was like what (laughs) 20 years ago yeah right yeah that was definitely it was definitely an eyebrow raising booking yes without without question these Foo fighter tickets are going to be tough to get because i know a lot of people who said they're my on my bucket list. I want to see the Foo Fighters. Well, especially after Taylor Hawkins right. passed away, anybody who's been dragging their feet about seeing them is now is now going to jump jump at the chance. And because Foo Fighters are doing just a handful of shows in the kind of this year, you know, you're going to have people traveling for this. So yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an in-demand scene. And Green Day's not doing that much either. Who's playing drums for Foo Fighters? They haven't said yet. Okay. So there's all sorts of supposition, but who knows? Maybe you know, the short answer is nobody knows. Okay. Well, it just well, okay. Is yeah. it just going to be? Is he going to be a member of the band, or it's just? No, no, it won't be a, a current. Mem- it won't be a current member of the band. Okay. They'll, they'll bring somebody in, and you know, there's all sort of guessing. Listen, all those, all those drummers who played at the tribute concerts, you know, of them, there's a few. You know, you have a guy like Rufus Taylor, who's Roger Taylor's son from Queen, who looks alarmingly like Taylor Hawkins. Uh, you know, that that could be that could be a good choice. Uh, there there were lots of you know, there's lots of possibilities. And it may who knows, it may be somebody we've never heard of. Stan Lynch. 
I nominate Stan Lynch. That would be interesting. I don't think he's that kind of drummer. I don't either. No, I no. don't at all. Yeah. No, although interestingly, you know, Dave Grohl was asked to join the Heartbreakers to replace Stan Lynch. Really? Before Steve Ferroni joined. Yeah, they approached. They had you. Well, Dave uh, Grohl played with them on Saturday Night Live. And after that, they approached him about being part of the band because it was right after uh, Kurt Cobain had shot himself. And this was part of Dave Grohl's kind of comeback. And Grohl had decided by then that he wanted to do his own musical thing. All right. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, uh, another one. I heard this morning they had to move her son, who is married at Graceland, to make room for her to be laid to rest at Graceland. So I don't know what the configuration is there. Yeah, there are are all kind of photos I've seen. I was only, when I was there, it was just Elvis's mom and dad. Um, And they've obviously, they've added to it. But yeah, you know, she's going to be, it's going to be this Saturday as a memorial service at Graceland in in Memphis. And then she'll be buried, you know, alongside uh, her father and part of the family and her and her son, Ben. Uh, who was there as well. Um, she leaves a $718 million estate, uh, which includes Graceland. This is something a lot of people were wondering about was what happens to Graceland. It's going to be left to Lisa Marie's daughters. Was she estate rich and cash poor? Because I heard that she had yes. spent all the Elvis money, that it was gone. There was that, and then I heard no, you know, not really. So... You know, but there is, it, it is a very, it's a well-funded estate that, that has a good annual income as well because of, you know, at least two Elvis Presley reissues every year. Plus, Graceland, as a tourist attraction, is very profitable. So, uh, Lisa Marie's daughters, three daughters, are going to get it. They're going to get the estate, and, you know, which includes Graceland, which includes any other airplanes like we talked about last week that, are, that might be sold one day. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but I, I imagine and it's a public memorial service on Saturday, so I imagine it's going to be a huge turnout, not quite like what Elvis's funeral was in 1977. But, but I think there, there, there will be a substantial number of people. And going off, for this. going off script here for a minute, uh, Naomi Judd's, uh, like some of the evidence has been released from her uh, suicide. And the right, note that was found. And the note that was found that says, "Don't right, let yeah. lie." In fact, I, I just wrote this down as an addition uh, this morning because that's something that just popped over overnight. So apparently, she left a she left a note that says, "Winona is not do not let and not underlined a couple times. Do not let Winona come to my funeral. You know she's mentally ill, and which apparently, by all reports, was crushing to Winona, uh, who did go to the funeral, by the way." And, you know, that that was kind of a wow moment. But, you know, then again, uh, Naomi wasn't in the best frame of mind. Well, no. Either. So, you know, there, there, was a lot, there was a lot going on there, a lot to unpack. Um, very, very sad end all the way around. You know, Winona, meanwhile, is, is out there doing the Judd's farewell tour with Brandy Carlisle and other people. And they, it's going, the shows are apparently blockbusters. And... Winona was, did an interview the other day where she talked about how this is an important part of her healing to be out there playing the songs at least one last time for fans. Boy, maybe it's wrong for me to think this, but she uh, goes out and does shows on the heels of her mother committing suicide. 
And uh, Dale had some phone uh, or uh, uh, piano problems or right. scenery right. problems in, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. he had to cancel. Yep. <laughs> All right. That, kind of, that, that says a lot right there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about something a little more upbeat. Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yeah, we're going to get the the new class of the of the songwriters Hall of Fame. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be inducted. Usually, it's in June. They haven't said exactly exactly when yet, but it's going to include Jeff Lynne from the Electric Light Orchestra, Sade, Glenn Ballard, Snoop Dogg, Gloria Estefan, Teddy Riley, and Liz Rose. You know, the and, and additional honorees will be announced. They have a they have a group of special awards they give out each year, kind of like the Grammys when they, they add the Lifetime Achievement Awards and things like that. There will be other awards, but these are the marquee acts. Uh, you know, it's an interesting group, all all well-deserving. Well, you've told us in the past that this is the one that they all really want to get into. This uh, is... At least if you're a songwriter, yeah. you know, because it's the... It's the song. It's other songwriters determining who gets in. So there's a there's a high high credibility factor to this one. Is Dolly Parton in the Songwriters Hall of Fame? Because I believe she is. She's quite you know, a she, writer. Uh, she has done a lot of writing. In fact, she has a brand new song that she just put out yesterday for her birthday. Uh, it's called "Don't Make Me Have to Come Down There," <laughs> and it's actually it's actually a gospel uh, style song. Mm-hmm. And it's about it's about God. Yeah. Looking at, at what's going on in the world and saying, "Don't, well, don't make me have to come down there." Right, uh, which is interesting. Dolly, by the way, revealed who's going to be part of this rock album. Uh, she's doing, and it's quite a lineup: Paul McCartney, Stevie Nicks, Brandy Carlile, John Fogerty, Cher, Pink, Steve Perry from Journey, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, and she still hopes to get Mick Jagger. Um, and she's she's also trying. She's talked about trying to get Robert Plant and Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin to be part of uh, the project. Uh, Stevie Nicks and John Fogerty shared uh, photos from their sessions with Dolly, so we don't know when the album's coming out yet. But it's certainly it's going to be an interesting one to hear. And then if that wasn't enough, she's added four new mixes to her Duncan Hines baking line. So you can now get Dolly Parton's yeah. buttermilk biscuit mix. Dolly Parton's sweet cornbread and muffin mix, Dolly Parton's fabulously fudgy brownie mix, <laughs> and Dolly Parton, Parton's caramel turtle brownie mix. Are these on store shelves in the yep. the cake mix aisle? What? Yep. yep. Has she got a red box or a, a blue box? Or I haven't seen them. I, if I recall, one of them was pink. Yeah. Because I feel like I would have seen something on her face somewhere. How often are you out there doing brownie mix? Well, not often, but but. you you go down all the aisles and just look around. Who can afford to make brownies with eggs the prices they are today, Gary? Come on. Well, you get fake eggs. Yeah. Fake what? Fake. You get fake fake eggs. And i got to throw in, if Dolly started talking to the Spice Girls about working on... (laughs) An album with her. It had happened. They'd come running. I'd think it would happen. Yeah. I mean, she would if Dolly if Dolly were in that group, she would be kick your ass, Spice. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean that that would be Dolly part. Right. So what? Yeah, as, as you allude to, the latest word from the Spice Girls reunion camp is now Mel C. Sporty Spice, who not not too many weeks ago was hyping the idea that the Spice Girls would be back together again, probably playing at the Glastonbury Festival in England, was out there this week saying, nah, not going to happen. 
Uh, she did say that this is the, that's the question she hates getting the most because there's never a satisfactory answer for it. But she was one of the ones, she and Mel B, Scary Spice, were the ones putting it out there, you know, teasing and making it sound like, yeah, there was going to be a Spice Girls reunion for Glastonbury oh. and not to be this year. She did say that there would be something ahead and 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 offered more optimistic words that maybe Victoria Beckham's for uh, Posh Spice would join would join the group at that time and made it sound like they're basically waiting until she says yes. And that's when they'll decide to If do Dolly can put, get put, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page to play on her album together, you know. She ought to she ought to be able to get this. I would think yeah, the Spice Girls yeah. would be put she could do that in the morning. Okay, so she'll be so we'll call her do what I say Spice. <laughs> don't make me come down there. <laughs> yeah, don't make me come down don't there. Don't make Spice. me come down there. Dolly, right. yeah. Gary, we're Dolly, out of time. The Dolly Spice has a ring to it. It does. Nobody's going to object if Dolly shows up. If they open the Spice Girls show at 9 to 5, the roof would come off the place. That, 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 would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. The roof would come off. The earth would open up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it would be Water quite, would flow. It would be quite the show. Gary, we're out of time. All right. You guys have a great weekend. All right. We'll you talk too. to you next week, Gary. Take it easy. Gary Graff, our music expert. Get him on Fridays.